0: Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Random. McBertho, will is your host. Thank you so kind of being a part of the show. We are going to have a great show for you today. Welcome aboard. A lot of early birds. E two two four seven is in the house. We also have May Wood and Bridge MCP. Bridge MCP, welcome aboard. And Peggy Lopez says, "I'm early at last. At last. At last. I am early." Pero tú sabes, tú sabes, Peggy. Tenemos un nombre. Tenemos nombres como Latinos, ¿no? Y tú sabes cómo son las cosas. Nosotros los Latinos siempre estamos tarde. Or although I try not to be, right? There we go. Paul Fleming is in the house from, checking in from ATL Atlanta. And uh, we've got Yvette Avery Herod uh, in the house. She said, good afternoon, PDR Posse. Michael Rudnan. Two days in a row, Michael has been a little bit, Ooh, you know, he says feeling way too tired today. Don't want to deal. Catch you tomorrow, which tells me our brother is feeling a little bit tired. Please get though, get your energy drink. My well, I don't know what it is that you need, but anyhow, saludos to Michael Rudin wherever it is that you are. You know, your thoughts. Where we, you, you are always in our thoughts, my brother. Of course, we don't have all your um, all your in- initials right now with the the stories to tell, but we have a lot of stories to tell, and a lot of it, Melanie Keelan just joined us from Barcelona, Spain. How are you doing, Melanie Keelan? Great to hear from you. Um, You know, uh, I am so, I don't know what word to use, you know, the gun story here in Texas is almost, or we want it to be, the last straw. But somehow, you wonder, if once again, the American people are going to forget, are going to say, well, you know, after, if a a few murders go unreported for the next few weeks, are we going to forget that we have an existential problem in this country with guns? I don't know. I fear that that's going to happen. There is so much that we have to get done. There is so much that we have to get done. And when people find themselves in that position, knowing that there's so much going wrong, too often, many times what we say is, you throw your hands up in the air, and you go do the easiest thing. Get a sandwich, make some popcorn, and hide ourselves into sitcoms or watch TV or just do something other than what we seem to believe is insurmountable. And that is the, if there's one thing I would like to get out there is that we can make a difference. It does not happen overnight but the only solution to our problems is for us to go out there and make a difference. And uh, there is, I want to play a, a piece here. This is a, a, a short piece from, um, welcome aboard Lee Grant, Carl Cox, just entered the fold. E2247 just entered the fold. Well, I saluted E2247 before. A, a, lot, a lot of folks want to get that or have that feeling that can we really move forward? And the answer is yes, but we have to persevere. We have to keep on, keeping on, you know. And our politicians have to respond. You know, I I, I saw a piece today um, where we have Feinstein. Uh, uh, you know, according to Ocasio Cortez, which is actually correct, Feinstein is including. Great harm on the judiciary and should resign, says Ocasio-Cortez. I think criticisms of that stance as anti-feminists are a farce," said the New York Democrat, which is true. We are in existential times right now. And, well, let me just read a piece of the story before I go ahead and get into the actual program that we want to get covered today. I'm going to put that on the screen and then we'll move on. A U.S. Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez on Monday night rejected claims that Senator Dianne Feinstein is being targeted by anti-feminist attacks as calls mount for the 89-year-old lawmaker to retire. On the social media platform, Blusky, the New York Democrat, said Feinstein is causing great harm to the judiciary with her prolonged absence from the Senate due to her recovery from shingles. Feinstein, who sits on the powerful Senate Judiciary Committee has not been present since late February. Her absence leaves Democrats without a majority on the panel and therefore unable to advance President Joe Biden's judicial nominees without the support of Republicans. Ocasio-Cortez noted that Feinstein's indefinite absence has come as right-wing federal courts are gutting reproductive rights. As of last month, there were 18 judicial nominees for circuit and district courts planned in the Senate. Feinstein asked in April that she be temporarily replaced on the Judiciary Committee as calls for her resignations intensified among Democratic lawmakers. The request required unanimous consent from the Senate and was denied after Republicans including Lindsey Graham and Susan Collins refused to support removing Feinstein from the Judiciary Committee. Collins suggested she was doing so out of respect for the senator who had served for more than 30 years. But the senator is the one who says go ahead and give us, I will temporarily remove myself. So, Republicans are playing games here. And, and Feinstein is being, you know, again, uh, not looking out for the country but herself. Feinstein absence has left committee chairman Dick Durbin without the power to subpoena Supreme Court Chief Justice John Roberts regarding questions about ethics on the court in the wake of revelations about financial ties of right-wing Justice Clarence Thomas and Neil Gorsuch. Representative Nancy Pelosi has suggested that advocates and lawmakers who have called on Feinstein to step down are being what on Fein, or to step down or being sexist and applying a double standard. I've never seen them go after a man who was sick in the Senate in that way. I don't think Nancy is right on this one. Feinstein has said she will not seek re-election next year and plans to leave the Senate when her current term ends in 2025. She has faced uh, questions about her health. For cognitive health in recent years, before her bout with shingles, US Katie uh, Porter, Barbara Lee, and Adam Schiff have all launched campaigns to replace the senator. Whenever you are too big, whenever you are too big that you think your position is more important than what you have to serve for, that's a problem. And that is where and this has nothing to do with sexism. This has to do with not being able to get the business of the country done. It is time, it is absolute time for those judges to be appointed and they can only be appointed if the Judiciary Committee is filled up. Okay, today's topic is titled, and let me see what the title is, Republicans Must Own Violent Crime Now, Gun Victim on Taking, gun victim on taking Control and Abbott is a Monster. And you know, when I, when I went ahead and said, I, I posted a, 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 a note at Daily Coast where I said Abbott is a monster. And there is one person at Daily Coast who took exception to that, right? And he made it seem as if I was being unkind or maybe I don't want to say violent because that's not what he said. But let me put that on the screen as far as what he said. He said, in his comments, he said uh, the following: uh, "Art T.R. restated. Neither this is where you know the, the form of speech that you can give here. It says neither endorse nor call for violence against any public figure or private, not even in jest. Don't fantasize violence or harm against anyone, claiming hyperbole, humor, poetic license, justice, or karma is no excuse. That's one one definition of things we shouldn't write about. Second thing, it says." Do not dehumanize others with language that triggers fear or revulsion, rats, cockroaches, vermin, germs, contagions, aliens, subhuman to legitimate the harm or violence. A monster lacks empathy ipso facto, so using monster besides violating r to r may be removed from title as unnecessary. I reply to that person. Merriam Webster defines a monster as pertaining, to, uh, as pertaining to a human being as follows. One who deviates from normal or acceptable behavior or character, a threatening force. I think, I think the governor of Texas, Governor Abbott, exhibits those two behaviors. Out of the norm, after a gunman shot down Several people in, in uh in Cleveland, Texas, less than fifty miles up the street here. Hell, less than thirty miles up the street here. He decided to call them out as illegals. When the people in Uvalde got gunned down, our governor went to a fund. Razor. If that isn't one who deviates from normal or acceptable behavior, I don't know what is. This guy ensured that we have AR-15s on the market, that even an 18 year old, the 18 year old who took Uvalde apart, he could just go in and buy the gun and do his damage. Isn't that a threatening force? There, I mean, we have to call things out if we are to allow things to be done right. Anyhow, going back into the chat to tell my folks, Hi, how are you doing? Lee Grant says, Some were illegal aliens. We have an unregulated southern border. That has nothing to do, my dear brother, with the conversation of people getting killed. Okay, It has nothing to do with the conversation. But we have some work to do. He should resign. She should resign, Bridge MCP says about um, the, the, the senator from California, Feinstein. Carl Cox says, progressives need to keep up the good fight, otherwise right-wing politicians, uh, their backers and supporters and their puppet masters will destroy American democracy. I agree. Bridge MCP says, one who deviates from normal or acceptable behavior or character. Yes, ma'am. Uh Robbie Boo, can someone please give me an invite for Blue Sky? Uh what are you talking about, my dear friend? Blue Sky. Blue Sky. Uh Peggy Lopez, welcome to Free Books. Thank you for joining our uh, and you get you you will get a link, Peggy, from me with all the links to our books. Thank you so kindly for upgrading your membership in the PDR Posse on on um on youtube peggy lopez now gets every single book that i put out there she gets it by joining uh by joining our pdr passy thank you so kindly i just saw that link pop up welcome to free books is what it says and you get all our books for free my dear peggy lopez thank you so kindly uh, E2247 says, Durbin, get Feinstein off the Judiciary Committee. Schumer, expel Feinstein. Both of you, stop enabling GOP thugs bent on killing democracy in favor of settling up a dictatorial, authoritarian state. I agree. Peggy Lopez says, lost bank card, had to renew membership. Couldn't find out how to just start on the whole membership, so you renewed. Thank you, dear Peggy. You are a godsend. Thank you so kindly for anybody on our site right now. You can just go ahead and click. Join, become a member of our PDR Posse online, and uh, a particular level of the membership entitles you to every single book online that I have, and um, you know, I think right now we're up to what, five books, uh, so, and, and I think you, you, you like them all, you see them scroll around the screen that I have right there, so there you go, As, ahí lo tienes mis amigos, mis hermanos. So, please join the PDR Posse if you will. Just click that join button or the many different ways, slash support to find all the different ways you can join and support what we're doing. Anyhow, I want to play a. The first piece I want to play is an advice from somebody who was a victim. Of gun violence and he's doing something about it Remember how I started the program I started the program saying A lot of people feel that they don't have control anymore That somehow we just have to leave it alone The NRA wins We can't do anything about guns It's out of our hands No people people That's why I do what I do That's why we many of us give, give have given up on much of what we've done Because we understand That no we can make a difference And I'll tell you what I want you to listen to this guy. His daughter was killed in Florida by one of these criminal gun people. And here is his advice. Check this out. We'll take it on the other side. Fred Gutenberg, um, he became one of the staunchest gun uh, control activists in the country. His daughter got murdered. By one of these weapons of war i think it was an ar-15 when they shot up a school in florida and what i love about his statement is that this guy is saying we are not going to have the defeatist attitude that many have assuming that well even though 80 percent of americans want good gun control that somehow we can't do it because the nra is so strong we can't so you know what, there's a statement in there that I want you to listen to in the context that he says it. What the morons like Abbott understand is only a minority of people vote. What that means is if we really want change, if that many of us want change, which everybody says that they do, well, listen to him and then we'll take it on the other side.
1: There's been some sort of fatalism among some politicians after the Nashville school shooting one infamous comment from a Republican, a Tennessee Republican member of Congress said, We're not going to do anything about it. We can't do anything here. Just forget about it. Yeah. There is a throw up your hands. There's a, you could ban every gun today in this country and there'd still be those 400 guns floating around. Criminals are going to do bad yeah. things. There's nothing we can do about it. What's your answer to that? Absolutely just another dishonest lie.
2: There is so much we can do to reduce gun violence. Listen. After Parkland, and you all remember this, we passed gun safety. And I'll give you an example of two things we did. Red flag laws, and we raised the age of 21. Those red flag laws have been used over 7,000 times in Florida. They have stopped gun violence. So I say to any legislator who speaks that way, you're just one of the people who I really want to help fire. my my hope, my inspiration, what keeps me moving every single day is my belief in the American voter. And I'll just say to every American voter listening to this right now, vote in 2024. I don't care if you think it's a perfect candidate. I don't care if you love the candidate. But if it's a candidate who says they have a plan to be a part of reducing gun violence, who's going to be a part of a woman's right to choose, who's going to be a part of defending freedom and democracy, vote. Because what the morons like Abbott understand is that only a minority of people vote. And they typically only focus on their base for that reason. Guess what? In 24, we are going to show up. America gets it. America doesn't want to have to live in fear anymore, and we're going to vote because of it.
0: Fred Gutenberg is absolutely correct. And it's time for us to take the responsibility that's ours and make sure that we vote accordingly. Like I said, forget about ideological things. This is about life and death. Forget about what they preach. A good guy, the only thing against a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun. No, the thing against not killing your wife, not killing yourself, not killing out of road rage, not killing out of drunkenness is to make sure that we do the right things with the right types of laws for those who decide that they want to have guns. A nation with 400 million guns, where the nation only has 330 million people or so, says something very poorly about that society. Absolutely so. So what? What I really got out of what he had to say there is: Oh no, we are not falling for it. We are going to engage. We are definitely going to engage. Welcome aboard. Bruce Pollard is in the house. Welcome. Uh, let's see. Bree says, check in keyboard. Bruce, LOL. I think it's because Bruce is using a whole lot of backslashes. Bruce, we don't know what all those backslashes mean, my brother. All right. Uh, Breeze MCP says, the only ones that will vote Dems are the young ones. The older ones won't change. Bruce says, red flag. Uh, red flag and 21 minimum are the good start support by mom demand action. And uh, Bruce, I, I, I am giving your, your, your info to somebody who I think it will be interested in um, interviewing you shortly on, on, on that issue. So um, uh, I, I, I know it's, it, it's part of the goal that you have. And I was contacted by somebody who wanted to talk about that organization that you're working with uh let's see let's see what else we got uh carl cox says gop want everyone to own battlefield type weapons for two reasons call upon the gun nuts will start a civil war to attempt to overthrow democracy they love seeing people killed to death i think it's just uh in my opinion e2247 or or let's see no no carl cox in my opinion it's just about money i think it's simply about money E2247 says, I never opposed Durbin before, not once. I always back Durbin, but this is the exception that tests my rule. I am furious that Durbin is doing nothing to hold Roberts and all Scudders and Feinstein accountable. Durbin is an enabler. I can agree with that. Uh, Bruce says, you don't speak C.A. Huh? C.A., C.A., C.A. Help me out, Bruce. I don't know what C.A. is. (laughs) Bruce continues with the back spaces. I don't know what that means, Bruce. Help me out. Neil Maxim says, What is funny is how right wingers believe in an extreme merit-based society, but no merit needs to be demonstrated for gun ownership. It's amazing, isn't it? Uh penny penny one seven, Penny107. Oh welcome to Politics Done Right. Uh, she says, no, no, Papi 107. He says, mm-hmm. Abbott et al. don't claim illegal immigrant. They and their Sheppel knowing that they are immigrants in Texas, in Houston, should know about that, if they really believe that, the hate narrative. I'm not sure I understand that, papi. Es que quieres hablar en español, lo puedes escribir en español si quieres. Either that or miss something. All right, let's see. Stealing policy, Bernie Sanders is pitching a new absurd economic idea that fortunately has no chance of ever becoming a reality. Sir, you're saying that billionaires... ...should not exist, CNN host Chris Wallace said to the socialist senator in CNN interview. So you, ca- you are basically saying that once you get to $999 million, that the government should confiscate all the rest. I'm saying that we should go back to every progressive tax policy like what we had under Dwight D. Eisenhower... ...who was a Republican, Sanders said, which would mean that over a billion dollars, it basically all goes to the government... Wallace asked in response, yep, you may disagree with me, fine. I think people can make it on $999 million. I don't see why that is such a surprise. I mean, it's, it's, it's a hypothetical that nobody can get to if they're not invited into the club. Here is a deal, and I think people have to get this. Nobody has the ability, I repeat, I repeat this, people, And some folks who like to call themselves capitalists, I I can prove that most Americans are in fact not capitalists. But most people that think they they want to call themselves capitalists think that everybody has equal access and opportunity to acquire a billion dollars or more or, or an unlimited amount of earnings. But the economy is not of an unlimited size So any earnings by one Is extracted from the potential earnings of others You won't learn that But if you have an economy That is just growing at 2% And you have billionaires that grow their income At huge numbers It is mathematically unsustainable the reason we had progressive tax rates near 100% is to mitigate the mathematical fact that if you have more capital, you can generate more capital with no work. That's the, that's the premise of the system. And while we get a whole lot of people complaining, oh, that is saying the government is going to confiscate your money, no. It's not the government confiscated your money. It's you who have a billion dollars who have stolen the money, and the government taking it back. Let's give an example: a billionaire who built rockets named Elon Musk. Bruce Pollard is an engineer. We have several engineers in the house right now, right? They designed many products. They got paid once. They didn't get a whole lot of, they, they got paid once, and if they're lucky, they may have signed other things. But here is the deal. Elon Musk is currently profiting. I worked at NASA for uh, 1.75 years. I think that's what I calculated it to be on a space station we developed a lot of software, we developed a lot of stuff that's being used in the space station, we, those people that came before me developed a lot of software for the Apollo, etc. Okay, Elon Musk is using the intellect of all these people that came before, he has the capital to then buy that from and use it and have the, his engineer further use this technology And make a huge profit on that He didn't do it Others did it And he gets the additional value from it So it's not While while some would make you believe That it's so It is so thieving To to tax at 90% or 91% after you've attained a certain amount of growth, it is actually the fairest thing. Because Elon Musk is benefiting from all the research and technology all of us have paid in the space program. And he isn't even all that good at it. He isn't even all that good at it. Because while they like to praise Elon Musk, Elon Musk, his signature flight Was, was it suborbital, right? No, that was, that was Jeff Bezos suborbital And he, ex, you know, so, so let, let's be clear here His biggest rocket Failed I'm not saying, and by the way, that's natural for it to fail But remember, this is technology That we have already developed it is so important for us not to believe in the fallacy. You know, when you get a reporter that's all excited about what Elon Musk did because Elon Musk has a marketing department who goes and market to reporters to let the reporters who are not scientists or engineers believe that what he's doing is something great. Elon Musk did nothing great with what he's doing with SpaceX. He's just putting a premium on onto something that, in my humble opinion, should be relegated to the government, not not to a private sector. But, again, it's hard for many to believe it because they have bought the Kool-Aid that somehow these billionaires are doing much more so than the average person, and they're not. They are building upon the intellect of everybody else. Remember that, people. It's so important for us to understand that. All right. Lee Grant says, so are there plans to go after handguns? They are the major killers. It's different. The handguns are personal, right? Uh, You don't go into a, a shop and take out 20 people with a handgun. And again, if you have a handgun and they prove that you have the mental aptitude to have a handgun, then you have a handgun. But the thing is to have regulations. And if you do something to... Deny yourself that it's removed, it's that easy, all right. So, um, Eric, if you brought that statement from Bernie Sanders as something to make Bernie Sanders seem like he's out of the box, I'm sorry, uh, but you're simply wrong. All right, let's see. Sorry about that, but she is 15. Oh, your cat did that. Welcome to Bruce's cat. <laughs> All right, Biden's deficit spin. Biden continues to. I'm not going to bother with that because that is not accurate. All right, let's see who else we have here. We also have in the house, Ruman Sanders says, Sleepy Joe has got to go. Okay, what would you like to replace him with, Uh, Mr. Ruman Sander? I'm all ears, sir. And by the way, anybody who wants to call, I am taking calls at 281-823-7747. Again, the number is 281-823-7747. Do you disagree with anything that I've said? I'd love to hear your point of view. And you can also have everybody else hear your point of view if you prefer not to write and if you prefer to call in. 281-823-7747. We are now taking calls. All right, uh, let's see. Carl Cox says, GOP believe everyone should be able to purchase guns. Few people should be allowed to vote. It's amazing because they don't want you to have to register for a gun, but they do want you to What am I going to say otherwise, you know? All right, let's see. Uh, Ruman Sanders says, You look like Miles Bennett Dyson from Terminator 2. I guess I better look that up I hope the person is at least handsome, Ruman. Are they at least handsome? What about Merja Kovac? Hello. How are you doing, Merja Kovac? Are you here to visit positively? All right, let's see what else we have here. Uh, Ruman Sanders says, Musk is an absolute crook. I agree. Uh, these are, and Eric Hayes says, or rather, Bridge MCP says, Lee, here you go. While semi-automatic rifles such as the AR-15 are a major flashpoint in the gun control debate and are often the focus of attention following mass shooting, there are only about 20 million assault rifles in the United States, a fraction of the estimated 400,000 million guns in the country. Instead, according to ABC News contributor and former FBI agent Brad Carrot, handguns account for more, most gun murders in the U.S., but not mass murders. In other words, not not once where somebody just goes out and kills people arbitrarily, you know? Uh, Eric Hayes says, Egberto, you want to steal from the rich? Why? Jealous policy? Uh, No, I said the rich has already stolen from the poor. Hear the entire argument. The rich, the billionaires didn't earn their money. They stole it legally, that is. Based on the system, but they stole it. They stole the intellect of those people who worked for them, and they are the ones who amassed the billions. It's a, it's a, it's, it's a myth. It's a manner of thinking out of the box. In other words, it's a manner of taking the chains of enslavement out of your mind to understand, Mister Hayes. un-enslave your mind, my brother. Love you to death, but you get on, enslave your mind. Tom C says in Michigan. Where I live, county commissioners voted unanimously last week to declare Livingston County and Second Amendment sanctuary for gun rights against the state of Michigan red flag laws and background checks. Wow. Let's see what happens to the gun debts in that county now. Lee Grant says, Abbott and Musk in Egberto's doghouse today? Not only today. I think permanently those two, Lee Grant. But you are not. You are a conservative in my good house, Lee Grant. Because you know why? Even as you have an issue going against these guys, I know, I know what I'm saying here is registering, brother. I know that, sir. I can hear that. I can feel that. Carl Cox. Carl Cox says, Elon Musk is a leech, plain and simple. Very true. Eric Hayes Egberto wants the mega-rich mega-corporations to pay their fair share of taxes and corporate welfare. Thank you, Carl Cox. I couldn't have said it any better. And Brie says, from YouTube, I read that one already. Uh, let's see what else we got. Papillon says, we can regulate guns like we regulate cars, insurance, etc. I love that one because once you bring the capitalist system, the insurance companies, into gun control, right? Immediately, they're going to say, we don't want to lose money. If we don't want to lose money, it's going to mean... Good regulation, and only the right people can drive. Only the right people can have guns. Uh, who who was that suggestion from? Poppy, one of seven or one o seven? Poppy, you, you got it right. Poppy, you got it right. Poppy. All right, Eric a. says Sanders way out of Bruce cat litter box. <laughs> that's funny. Eric says fully disagree, and that's fine. Eric, it's okay for us to disagree. That's why we're here to have a conversation. Carl Cox's engineering done for uh, projects Mercury, Gemini, Apollo, and Skylab is responsible for modern rocket space technology, not pirate Musk. And I'm glad that you use that term, Carl Cox, pirate. Pirate, exactly. Lee Grant says, "Papi, Avon guns are already highly regulated. Not really, um, not here in Texas." Bruce Pollard says, "The plan for handguns is to cover them with red flag law." And keep them locked up. Biometric locks are fast for the correct person. Exactamente. We have the technology now. You're right, Bruce. I got you. You're right. Okay. Let's see what else we got here before I go to the other video. We have from Eric "Alberto, The Cleveland incident was the weapon legal? I don't know. Uh, do you know if it was legal, um, um, Eric? I, I really don't know. Find out and let, let us know. Poppy says, people should have their guns regulated like we have cars regulated. License, registration, insurance, right. Bruce says, mass murders are only 3% of gun deaths but still need to be stopped. Suicide is a big issue. Red flag and locked guns will stop some of those, true. Uh, Bridge MCP says, the, the difference, you know, um, here's the deal, Bruce. I agree with you, but here's the thing, right? Cars kill a lot more people. Individuals driving their cars cause a, cause a lot of problems. Very few flights, even if five airlines crash, it's still safer a a, a year. It's probably still safer than driving a car. The problem is that it's horrific and the people who are flying have so little control of their destiny. Somebody driving a car has control to some extent. They have things like uh, defensive driving. There's there's a certain level of control that you have when you're the individual driver that even though the stat says it's more dangerous – on an individual basis, there's more control. The same thing applies with guns, right? Uh, guns are usually used interpersonally, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But when it comes to an AR-15 with a guy going into a movie theater, you've lost all an entire complete control. I mean, uh, look, uh, I- I'm just talking in the aggregate. That's all. That's all. Uh, too tall is mega. Too tall. Welcome aboard, too tall. Uh, let's see. LOL, no joke. I do believe anything I type. Mm, Okay. All right, let's see what else we got here. All right, I got another video. This is an important one. And this one is where I think Ayman Yildin defined um, Greg Abbott. And it's one of the best renditions I've seen to date. And for those who object for me calling um, this man a monster, I honestly don't know how best to portray this guy this is a guy who a tree fell on and when he got crippled he wanted he got a he got a permanent stipend that he gets every month he gets I wrote a story about it he gets a lot of money and then when he became governor he passed tart reform that the, the benefits that he got, now others can't. So this is the kind of person, this is a, a out of the norm. Again, definition of monster. Out of one deviates from normal or acceptable behavior or character. That's who he is. Let's listen to this and then we'll take it on the other side, my friends. We'll take it on the other side. Texas Governor Greg Abbott. The guy is a monster. And in order for Americans to see, for Texans to see, for all to see, it requires good journalism that is willing to tell it like it is. You know, uh, there there are two great journalists at MSNBC, Eman ding and uh, Ali Velshi. And they seem to always get it right. I'm going to play a clip from Amen that he did uh, tonight. And it's important because the way he organized the subject to prove that Governor Abbott is a monster, an unempathetic monster, a necessary piece, very few would do it at this level with this caliber. Check this out. And then we'll take it at the, on the other side. Late Friday night, according to police,
1: Arapesa's neighbor, a man named Wilson Garcia, approached Arapesa to ask him to stop firing his gun so close to Garcia's home. Arapesa refused, but it didn't end there. He then retrieved an AR-15 rifle, went to Garcia's home and murdered five people, including Garcia's wife and nine-year-old son. It is a senseless tragedy and part of a larger pattern of interpersonal disputes turning deadly when guns are involved in this country. It is hard to imagine that horrible situation being any worse, but Texas Republican Governor Greg Abbott's response somehow did, in fact, make things even worse. After reports of the shooting had already circulated Saturday, Abbott tweeted this out, a picture of his dog with the caption, all smiles for the weekend. Now, look, the governor might argue that that tweet was pre-scheduled or he didn't know about the shooting when it was posted. But that in of itself raises the question. Was the governor unaware of a horrible mass shooting in his own state? The alternative is somehow even worse, that Greg Abbott did know about the shooting and even after knowing about it, posted that tweet anyway. And when Governor Abbott finally did address the shooting his response was somehow even worse than the dog picture. Even in the wake of a horrible tragedy, Abbott couldn't help but take the opportunity to demonize Texas's immigrant community, writing in part, quote, I've announced a $50,000 reward for info on the criminal who killed five illegal immigrants Friday. First of all, let's be clear, that is not true. We have learned at least one of the victims was a legal resident of the United States. But honestly, that is irrelevant. As the sheriff representing Cleveland, Texas, made it plain, listen. My heart is with
2: this eight-year-old little boy. I I don't care if he was here legally. I don't care if he was here illegally. He was in my county.
1: Five people died in my county, and that is where my heart is. It didn't matter to him, but it certainly mattered to Governor Abbott. His worldview has been poisoned by right-wing xenophobia, and even in the wake of a tragedy like this, he is unable to see the victims for who they are, human beings, and reduce them to simply their immigration status. And this kind of rhetoric is part of a larger pattern from Governor Abbott, who has arguably displayed a sense of indifference towards gun violence in his state, especially, especially when the victims are people of color. Don't forget the night of the shooting in Uvalde, Texas, when a gunman armed with an AR-15 slaughtered 19 children and two teachers. What did Greg Abbott do? He flew. He flew to a fundraiser. Abbott then praised law enforcement for their response to the shooting, a response which we now know was entirely negligent because police said they actually didn't go into the school because they were no match for the AR-15 that they would face. Again, it raises this fundamental question, was Greg Abbott ignorant of the truth or was he callously lying to the public about what he knew? It's not just Uvalde. In 2019, after an anti-immigrant domestic terrorist massacred 23 people and injured 23 more in a shooting specifically targeting the Latinx community in El Paso, Texas, folks were quick to point out that Abbott's rhetoric about immigrants only added fuel to the fire, including a mailer that went out the day before the shooting telling voters, quote, if we are going to defend Texas, we'll need to take matters into our own hands. And less than three weeks after the deadly anti-immigrant hate crime, he was back at it again, lambasting undocumented immigrants on social media. In the years since the El Paso massacre, Governor Greg Abbott and Texas Republicans have only made it easier to carry guns in Texas, not harder. And they did so with a controversial 2021 law allowing most residents to open carry a handgun without a permit. One Texas sheriff told the New York Times, quote, it seems like now there's been a tipping point where just everybody is armed. But even amid an epidemic of gun violence in his state, we have no choice but to assume that everybody being armed is exactly what Governor Abbott wants.
0: Now, there are five dead people in a family. And you are going to, as a governor who should show empathy, you are going to talk about this in a tweet, etc. That tweet should show compassion. That tweet should have nothing about any kind of political mumbo-jumbo that may be going on right now. Any kind of political... Uh, Polarize, polarizing things that are going on right now. Of course, you are the one who creates most of the polarization in Texas. You're the one who creates most of the hate in Texas, Governor Abbott. But it is shameful what this guy did, and Ayman Mohayadin did an excellent job in pointing that out. Again, a lot of times. Mainstream media, journalism, because of the games they must play, because of who their advertisers are, etc., makes one wonder often. But finding a way to break through, something that we always find guys like Ali Velshi and Eman Mohayadin and others are able to accomplish. Very good job. But again, Greg Abbott, is a monster. We have elected a monster that is not only creating dissension among people, it's not o- he's not only killing his people by refusing the Medicaid expansion to affordable care, making sure that some Texans die because they have no health care, health care that is available and paid for already. Throwing guns on the market as anyone who has a gun, wants a gun can get it, which means... Anybody who's having a bad day may just shoot up in the sky like something that happened in Texarkana a few days ago. When somebody just decided to shoot up in the air and a bullet strikes somebody on the field. When somebody gets mad, road rage, and they would normally show a finger or something. But because they have a gun next to them, they're irate. They're not thinking straight. That guy supposedly who killed five people was drunk. They're not thinking straight. But he has a gun available. This is shameful. And the governor shows that he is, in, he is incapable, incapable of dem- displaying any sort of humanity. Absolutely so. And the last video of the day is an admonition from a a Texas state rep. And I love that he takes it on by the two horns to put blame The the, you know, right now, the uh, Republicans have been trying to steer violence as being a democratic thing. No, the increase in violence has the genesis in the policies emanating from where again? the politicians in the Republican Party. Check this out, then we'll take it in el otro lado. State Senator Roland Gutierrez did exactly what he needed to do. He assigned blame to exactly the party, the policies that have caused the increase in violence across this country. Check this out, we'll take it on the other side. Stoneman Douglas.
1: Those were tipping m- moments in creating a movement that spilled over. Is Texas at that tipping point after these strings of mass shootings that happened there?
2: Amen. we've been past that tipping point. I mean, you're talking about the Santa Fe shooting that killed 10 kids uh, here in Texas, the Walmart shooting, Midland Odessa, a church in Sutherland Springs, Uvalde. Now this unfortunate uh, tragedy that occurred on Friday night, The chaos that has ensued, not just in this state, but across this nation, is at the hands of Republicans that have created it. Um, Texas, like many other states that are controlled by Republicans, don't have any laws to keep us in check. They have an expert that says more guns equals less crime. That is simply not the truth. And the Republicans need to own the increase in crime, and they need to own the increase in violent crime across this nation.
0: It is high time that no one excuse the Republican Party and their draconian laws that are actually making crime worse. As he said, it is time for Republicans to own that they are causing the violence and death of many thousands of Americans. Absolutely. So it is time. And I want, I want, I want progressives, Democrats to raise your head up high and go out there and proclaim that if we didn't have people with all these free guns, welcome aboard Mike Mike. If we didn't have we didn't have all these people with all these guns easy access to guns the crime rate that's occurring in certain areas would not have occurred. Because, you know, an argument on a freeway that doesn't result in somebody taking out a a gun and blowing somebody's head off, that is not reported as a crime. It's not a violent crime. So, I mean, folks, I think we have to get it together. Anybody wants to call in and, and use up our phone that we finally subscribe to, 281-823-7747. I'd love to hear from you guys. Anybody wants to call, Seven one, or 281-823-7747. I am waiting. I want to do another test. Let's see if it still works. Give me a call, 281-823-7747. If you're on YouTube, if you're on Facebook, if you're on anywhere listening to us, don't be shy. We are very nice here, and we are excited to start back taking your calls, like we do in the mornings at KPFT. So give me a call, 713. We got a, we got about, uh, we, you don't even have to stay long, because we won't, we have a few minutes left here for, of the show only. So give me a call, give me a call, 281 823 Seven seven four seven. It's your show, so I'm waiting. The show is over. Well, for the most part, it's over. Anybody's going to call in? Anybody wants to say, "I want to hear my voice online." Dev Dennis says, "Good time for your ask." All right, Dev, so give me a call. Want to kind of check it out? Well, you know, it's new, Dev. That's the reason why. Um, we are, you know, we're, we're testing it out and we're kind of going to, you know, I'm, I'm going to do some more ad stuff to get folks to know that we're going to start taking calls sometimes, you know. So, anybody wants to try to give it a call, let's see if you get your voice over here just fine. I'm waiting, 713, three I'm rather, 281-823-7747 and everybody has gone quiet. But not in the chat. okay. Anyhow, folks, you can help us out to keep this going, to allow us to keep doing what we're doing. And how can you do that? You can simply go to politicsdoneright.com slash support. Politicsdoneright.com slash support. That is an all-encompassing way to support us. Or if you're on YouTube right now, you can click the Join button and just become one of the PDR Posse. You know, uh, in whatever form, whether you get our books or our our medium, our um, our you know, clothes, meaning t-shirts, all that good stuff. And how do you get there? Just check out politicsunright.com slash support. Politicsunwright.com slash support, and you will find all of our stuff there. All right, I'm gonna put it, I'm gonna throw out a call one more time. Give us a call, two eight one eight two three seven seven four seven. And if nobody calls in one minute, I'm going to go off the grid and we will be done here. But I want to thank you as I'm waiting to see if anybody's going to call. I want to thank you guys so kindly for giving me your ears. I want to thank you guys so kindly for being a part of the PDR Posse. I want to thank you for being here. Because the truth of the matter is we couldn't be telling the stories that need to be told if we weren't supported by wonderful folks like you who are listening to us right now. So please keep supporting us, politicsandwright.com slash support. I will make sure personally to keep doing the work. You know, we get the work done, the blogs, the the, the video cuts, the books, the articles, both in print newspaper and otherwise. We make sure and do our part to keep the progressive message in the fold so that those who are paying all of that, you know, we, we work for the, the, those of us in, the, in this space trying to make sure that the progressive message does not get blown out either by the neoliberals or by the right wing. Uh, we keep everything seated. We make sure that that information is out there. To compete in search engines, you want to know why I write the amount of the volume that I write. It's to ensure that when search en- when you look up inflation, if you look, if somebody goes up and said, "What causes inflation?" If we are not out there, and we just leave it up to the moneyed interest, they're going to just tell you inflation is caused by the supply chain problem. Inflation is caused. You know, you don't you don't get enough people telling the truth. That doesn't show up in search engines. So we want to make sure people know inflation is caused by the greed of corporations. And that was as found by Katie Katie um the congresswoman Katie Porter. It was mostly caused by greed. Anyway, folks, um, I'm gonna get out of here. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics and Right. Please support the show. At politicsunright.com So I support. My name is Eberto Willis. This is Politics on Right. And you guys know how I end this baby. I am what? Out. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news. Trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc.